This is the Solid Signal Podcast for the week of February 12th, 2024. And before I get started, I just want to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs for a great Super Bowl. I'm sorry if that spoils it for you at this point if you haven't heard who won the Super Bowl. I guess it's been over 24 hours. So anyway, um, I will just say, even though I was not necessarily a fan of the 49ers or uh, of the Chiefs to begin with, that was a good game. It was more than a good game. It was a game where nobody gave up until the very end. That game was not, not only was it not over when the game ended, it wasn't even over until the last few seconds of the first quarter of overtime, which is pretty impressive. And, you know, that that kind of stamina, that kind of determination is rare. So congratulations to those folks. Now let's get to the real heart of the Solid Signal podcast this week, and it's about grounding. Somebody said to me last week that they never really understood grounding, and I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to say because I, I've never really thought of it as being the kind of thing you needed to understand a lot. So I thought I'd have a little discussion about what grounding really is. And beware, I know that there are going to be some electrical engineers who listen to this podcast and roll their eyes. This is not that kind of podcast where we talk about the exact details. The goal of this podcast is to try to give you an idea of the concept. And to that end, I'm going to maybe stretch definitions a little bit and It's all in the service of trying to help you understand exactly why grounding is so important. Now, I do need to get a little bit fancy with the technical stuff and explain that electricity is everywhere. I mean, little bits of electricity are all around you all the time. Your body runs on electricity. Anything that moves essentially is running on some form of electricity and all of the, the source of all of this electricity in the end is, is the sun, which powers everything on our planet, either directly or indirectly, but that's kind of not the point. Now, there are a lot of different kinds of electricity, and in this particular case, we're going to be talking about static electricity. Now, you understand static electricity if you've ever walked across a carpet in, in a dry room and then touched a metal doorknob. Well, what happens is you get a little bit of a shock. But if instead you walk across the same rug and you touch something made of wood, you don't get a shock. And that, by the way, that right there is more or less everything you need to know about grounding. Electricity is not very smart. It doesn't have a brain of its own, but in some ways it kind of acts as if it does. You see, electricity like water wants to follow the path of least resistance. It wants to go wherever it is easiest for it to go. And if you give it a choice, it's going to go as fast as it can and as destructively as it can to the quickest possible route that it can. When you walk across that carpet, you're building up static electricity. You are creating an electrical field around yourself that wants to go somewhere. That electricity is caused by the friction between your feet and the carpet fibers. And the fact that it's really dry makes it kind of build up instead of dissipate. So if you touch something made of metal, that it, the electricity really likes that. It's going to travel to that doorknob as quickly as possible. You're going to get a shock and it's going to hurt. Now, if you touch something made of wood, well, the electricity isn't going to like that very much and it's going to travel much more slowly. Now, you're not going to get hurt and neither is the wood because you're talking about a very, very small amount of electricity. But once you're talking about a very large amount of electricity, 
that same amount of electricity going into the wood would scorch it, would set it on fire, and that would be highly destructive. Where, on the other hand, if you're passing the same amount of electricity through metal, the metal doesn't present a lot of resistance, so it's going to be fine. And again, this is all kind of important to the idea of grounding. Now, imagine, for example, we're not talking about your feet and a carpet. We're talking about clouds. Clouds up in the atmosphere are always moving around. The air is moving, it's bumping into itself, atoms are in motion, and that builds up static electricity pretty much the same way as you walking across a carpet. And that static electricity wants to go somewhere. If it builds up enough, then it's going to be able to overcome the resistance in the air, and it's going to head toward the ground. Why does static electricity head toward the ground? Well, to make it simple, just imagine that all the static electricity is a negative charge and it wants to flow into the ground, which is a positive charge. That's just how electricity works. So all this electricity wants to go into the ground. It gets, there's so much of it that it overcomes the resistance in the air and boom, you have a lightning bolt. But it takes so much electricity to overcome the resistance of the air that that electricity is incredibly destructive and it's going to just destroy anything that it touches. You, your house, the wiring in your house, everybody else in your house, a tree, it doesn't matter. It's going to follow that path of least resistance to try to get through the air into something that's connected to the ground and whatever it takes to get there, it's gonna do. Simple as that. So what do we wanna do? We wanna make sure that electricity doesn't get to that point that it doesn't build up so much that a lightning bolt can form. So what do we do? We take something made of metal, because remember electricity likes to travel through metal and it, it kind of thinks that's cool, and we run a piece of metal, or a, or a piece of metal connected to a wire, connected to, to another piece of metal, straight into the ground. And we put that first piece of metal up as high as we possibly can. And as static electricity begins to build up it overcomes just enough resistance to travel into the metal and dissipate harmlessly into the ground. In the real world, how do we achieve this? What we do is we take something that's made of metal that's already on the roof, like an antenna or a satellite dish, and we run nice heavy gauge copper wire, which you will always see it with a green sheath indicating it is rated to be ground wire, from there to something that is connected to the actual ground to the dirt, in other words. Now that could be a cold water pipe. It could be an outside breaker box. It can be a specific grounding rod that you put into the earth for that specific reason. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, although let me just say that something is better than nothing. If you're grounding wrong and you're still grounding, that's better than not grounding at all. Now here's the part where I, I have to kind of be a little bit of a jerk and I can't tell you exactly what you need to ground. Um, you're always going to need grounding wire, that is for sure. But as far as what's legal to put on the other side of it, that really depends on your location. You can go down to City Hall, you can find that stuff out, you can ask. Any licensed electrical contractor should know what is legal to use for grounding in your area. 
but it's going to be different from city to city, from town to town, from county to county. So that's why when you call up Solid Signal and you say, what do we need to ground this? Well, we can't always tell you because we don't have this encyclopedia, unfortunately, or Wikipedia, because it's 2024, that tells us the grounding ordinances of every city and town in the United States. It'd be really nice if there were, but unfortunately, there is not. But one way or the other, you should be grounding. You should be grounding everything made of metal on your roof. And if you're going to ask a question like, do I need to ground the mast at the same time I'm grounding the antenna? Well, more grounding is always better grounding. So if there's a green ground screw on a thing, you should probably be grounding it. The exception being if it's already inside your house, you do not necessarily need to ground it if it is connected to a source of ground like a third prong of your outlet or a house ground or a, a bonding plate somewhere. All of these things are going to provide the whole house with that grounding system. But if it's outside, if it's made of metal, if it has a green grounding screw, go ahead and ground it. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I get it. Ground wire is not cheap because it's solid copper and it's a lot of solid copper and that makes it pretty pricey. But on the other hand, replacing your entire house is also pretty pricey. Now here's one last thing that I'm going to say about grounding because this is the biggest misconception when it comes to grounding. Grounding will not save you if lightning strikes your house. Even if you have a proper grounding wire and it's run to the tallest piece of metal in your house, if lightning strikes your house, it's going to melt that grounding wire because honestly, lightning is like three gazillion amps and there is no way that a skinny little wire is going to hold all that electricity. It's going to help, but if lightning hits your house, honestly, it's game over. That's why grounding is important because grounding helps dissipate the electricity before it gets to the point where it turns into a lightning bolt. Which brings me to my final word on grounding. Ground stuff. Ground everything. Ground everything that you can. First of all, it'll probably work better if you've ever seen that you're getting interference on the screen or something like that. Proper grounding often takes care of that. More importantly, you know, you'll survive. You won't die. Your house will not get, um, will not get struck by lightning. That's not a guarantee. My lawyers cannot uh, approve of me guaranteeing you that you will not get struck by lightning. But proper grounding helps dissipate lightning. And that's what this is all about, is that grounding makes your whole home safer. And it's not that expensive. People don't do it because they hook everything up and it works. So then they just say, oh, well, I'm not going to do it. But, you know, you really do. You need to ground stuff. You need to ground stuff and you need to kind of get into the habit of just looking for those green screws, having a spool of that green th uh, shrouded wire and having a proper grounding system, whether it's, like I said, a cold water pipe or an outdoor um, breaker box or a proper grounding rod or whatever it takes, just making sure that you're doing it right. And once you do that, once you understand exactly how grounding is done in your area, well, it's peace of mind. And more importantly, it really does work. That's about it for the Solid Signal podcast for this week. Do me a favor. Like, subscribe, and leave a comment anywhere that you get this podcast. Makes me look good to my bosses. Always shop at SolidSignal.com for everything you need, especially grounding supplies. And if you want the kind of personalized service that you cannot get anywhere else, call the experts at Signal Connect at 
888-233-7563. That's 888-233-7563. And I will see you again next week on the Solid Signal Podcast.